So these teachings come from the Holy Spirit. It's to protect you, to, to expose and to protect you moving forward. Because God wants everyone to shine. God wants everyone to be the light of the world in Christ Jesus. But envy demands it in a different way. It demands it in a different way. <clears throat> Let's reflect from last week. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 30 in the New King James Version. It says, a sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bone. That word rottenness is the strongest 7538, it means to decay by a worm eating you. What does a worm do inside of you? It nibbles on you little by little, but it also gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So you don't see the results quickly. Little by little it eats in you until it's full grown gives birth to death. <clears throat> Today you're going to see, by the grace of God, the whole world is dominated by envy. You, you're going to see it now. Someone may say, yes, God so loved the world that he gave up his only son. But what really killed Jesus on earth? You begin to see what really killed Jesus Christ on earth? You may say, well, what violent people these people are to slay Jesus, the Son of God, which was predestined before the foundation of the universe. But what really killed Jesus on earth will shock you. Because many believers are operating in the same way. I'll bring the scripture. Let's go to Matthew chapter 27. Verse 15 to 26 in the New King James Version. <clears throat> so please, in the love of Christ, I pray that every person receives this in their heart. Before I preach to you, I preached to myself and I repented in many ways regarding this. Because I saw traces of that in my heart. Now envy is the condition of the heart. You know, in the beginning of my journey... I saw, I saw envy, and at times in my journey, I tried, I tried to run away from it. I tried not to think about it. I said, you know what, I just focus on Christ and it will go away. And I focused on Christ and it kept appearing. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit was showing me, expose it. Bring it into the light so God can wash you by his blood. I learned very quickly not to run away from these things, but to bring it to where Christ paid the ultimate price to free you. Jesus' death, the true death on the cross, was to destroy the works of the devil inside of your heart. God measures your worship in where? In your heart. He measures your worship in your heart. He listens to your heart. Once I know this, <laughs> I stop looking outside. He, he, he hears what's echoing in my heart. So when envy was appearing, 
at times, and I like to speak honestly to everyone here, at times I try to run away from it. Because I thought to myself, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling like this towards others? And the Holy Spirit started to show me it's a condition of your heart. The Old Testament says it's part of your old nature. And it's true. But so many people, they get, they get born again from Christ and they live with this. They live with it. They learn to adapt their life around this. And that's why so many people don't move forward in the things of Christ. Now there's something so important how the Holy Spirit teaches me. You begin to see that he's not interested in the outward. It's all from the inward. The book of Proverbs, all throughout the book of Proverbs, God searches your heart to... to uh, to reward you according to the deeds of your heart. He searches your heart to reward you according to the deeds of your heart. You know you can do things out of envy. You can preach the gospel out of envy. Paul says it, some preach out of rivalry and envy. He says it. You can pray in the spirit out of envy. <laughs> well, I want to become that person. I want to become like this mighty man of God, but you're, you're, you're driven by envy. And then the Holy Spirit quickly puts you in line. Okay, let's deal with these things. So many people want to preach out of envy. So many people want to move forward in the things of Christ out of envy. And there's always contention inside. But let's have a look. So many people say, you know, what terrible people those people were in the Old Testament and uh, the New Testament that killed Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus shows us here what killed him and why he was handed over. Let's read it. <clears throat> now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Now I'll stop there. So many people from YouTube have made videos. You know, I am Barabbas. Jesus took Barabbas' place and I am Barabbas. Have you seen that video? Yes? doesn't mean that. It sounds good, but it's not that. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. He's never mentioned after this. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that he had handed him over because of envy. It's unbelievable. Everything that Jesus shows us in the New Testament shows us how we hand Jesus over. How is Jesus destroyed inside of us? Envy. For he knew that they handed that they hand that they had handed him over because of envy. 
while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife said to, uh, sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. What does envy do? It asks for Barabbas, Jesus is destroyed. You have to read between the lines of why Jesus would allow this to even be written in the Bible. Remember, in the New Testament now, God is spirit. We worship him in the spirit and the truth. It's no more an outward thing. It's an inward work. Okay? Is that, yeah? The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, let him be crucified. Then the governor said, what evil has he done? But they cried all the more, saying, let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see it. You see it too. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. <coughs> now, let's have a look at Barabbas here. Now, this, this is a spiritual picture, and I hope you may get it, you may not. But let's have a look at this. I'll, I'll try, by the grace of God, to explain it as best as I can. Barabbas in the original Hebrew, 1347. The word is Gohan. The word this is defined as arrogancy, pride, proud, and swelling. Okay. Barabbas in the Greek, Strong's 912, defines as a son of a father or a master. So you just can have a look and you'll see it. Now it's showing you here, it's showing you here that Barabbas, unfortunately, was the son of the devil. Being persuaded by who? Who persuaded to release Barabbas? Who persuaded Pilate to release Barabbas? Pharisees. What did Jesus call the Pharisees? Your father is of the devil. Envy, in, 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 in a way I can just say it, is of the devil. It got him cast down from heaven because he envied. The first murder that was registered in the Old Testament was because of envy. It shows you the greatest tool that the devil has been using on all mankind today, especially the people of God, is envy. And I myself, I'm guilty from it in any way or form since I began my journey in Christ. I'm aware of it very deeply. 
but I wish to have no part of it inside of my spirit. And it's the truth. We'll go quickly to John chapter 8, verse 21 to 44. <clears throat> I just want to show you a picture of who Barabbas is. God showed me a spiritual picture today through the Holy Spirit of what envy actually does. We'll have a look. Then Jesus said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath. You are from beneath. I am from above. Now, what, what's from beneath? What was, the root, what was the root sin that the Pharisees were operating in? Envy. Envy is from beneath. It's of the devil. It's his character. You have to know this. And he said to them, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Then they said to him, who are you? And Jesus said to them, just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. Can you begin to see what envy does? It blinds you from seeing your saviour. Savior. Can you start to see the picture? It blinds you from seeing who your saviour is. Because... Envy, it's based on self. I have many things to say to you and to judge you concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world these things which I heard from him. They did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So it shows you here that the first encounter you're going to have in dealing with envy is his teaching. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you'll be made free? Jesus answered them most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits a sin is a slave to sin. And the slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. I know that you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. What does envy do? He seeks a way to kill you. 
in your heart, in your eyes, in your tongue. That's what it does spiritually. It seeks a way to destroy someone. We do things in the spirit now. You don't naturally have to kill someone to operate envy. We kill people in our hearts. We kill people with our eyes. We kill people with our tongue. And James speaks about this a lot. <clears throat> I know that you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. The final destination of envy, it's based on how he boils in his heart and how he cannot take heed to God's word. We'll keep going. I speak what I've seen with my father and you do not have, you do, you do what you have seen with your father. Now he's speaking about a different father. Remember? Barabbas, son of a father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me. A man, has no, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he who sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. What's the motive of the devil? Envy is the root to everything else. And I'm going to show it to you from the scriptures. I pray by God's grace you can begin to see it. Okay. So here we see something interesting. God showed me a picture. God showed me a picture of what envy does. God showed me that envy is the root of why people cannot come into accountability. Why people don't feel like they belong somewhere is because of envy. People can't come into the family of Christ because envy is the door. People have no place of belonging because envy is the door. People don't come into a place where they operate they operate in a church to be taught and to be trained is because of envy. You see here, the Pharisees, they had no belonging. Envy has no belonging. It always works alone. Meaning envy rejects accountability, has no honor. You begin to see. I started to see the deepest meaning of envy and how it's causing havoc in people's hearts and ministries today. So we'll go back to Barabbas very quickly. Barab Barabbas represents the consciousness, rebellion and hatred to which man gives himself when he allows himself to oppose the Christ, which is envy. 
man gives free reign to this adverse consciousness when we, we would destroy the Christ or the true spiritual I am in himself. So Barabbas means state of thoughts, which is the flesh, which is of the father, the devil. Barabbas is the son of a father or the master when you operate in envy. Barabbas is the son of the father. Jesus Christ was the son of man. Barabbas is the evil twin of Jesus or the false messiah. Anyways, I don't want to go too much in this. When you operate in envy, Jesus Christ, the spirit is replaced and handed over to Barabbas to reign in you and to control you through your thoughts and your consciousness, which will persuade you always to operate in a pharisaical spirit and destroy Jesus Christ in you. Envy is the portal and the door that allows Jesus Christ to be handed over from you to the devil. Have you ever thought what promotes envy? What promotes envy? What is the, what is the trigger that promotes someone to act in envy? We'll have a look here at John chapter 11, verse 48. Does envy just come for the sake of coming? What is the trigger of envy? We'll see it here, John chapter 11, verse 48. Are you okay, Crystal? The message okay? Good. <laughs> yeah, please. You didn't have that message yet? I don't have Corona, please. <laughs> just got a runny nose, that's all. I left the window open and I just have a runny nose. <laughs> Everyone paused when I blew my nose. Now look the trigger to look at the trigger. Look at the trigger to envy. If we let him alone like this. Everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. <clears throat> what promoted envy? You know what promoted envy? It will shock you. From this scripture reading it, you know what promoted envy? Fear. Fear that something will be taken away from you. Even what you think you have will be taken away from you. <laughs> More will be given, and for the one who thinks he has, even what he has will be taken away from him. Fear, a false fear, is what promotes envy to be driven in you. Is everyone seeing this? They had a fear that something will be taken away from them. They didn't understand that if they surrendered to Christ, 
and they came to him to receive life, that God will make something out of them. When you don't believe that God can make something out of you, guess what happens? Envy becomes your partner. Envy becomes your evil twin. And then you start to operate in a way that destroys you. So look at the doorway to envy. The doorway to envy was fear. And you know the most dangerous thing about envy, they couldn't see their saviour, Jesus Christ. They were spiritually blind because of envy. Envy fails for you to see your saviour. The next scripture, there's one more. <clears throat> John chapter 12, verse 18 to 19. <clears throat> For this reason, the people also met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. <clears throat> now go back to the other scripture. Look here. All the people were hearing about Jesus, that he was doing notable signs and wonders and operating powerful in the Holy Spirit. Now look at the Pharisees' response. Next scripture, please. The Pharisees therefore said amongst themselves, You see that we are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. You start to see how envy is driven. So let's have a look at this a little bit, just to allow you to see the picture of envy. From this scripture, we learn that the root of envy is fear and intimidation. That someone else will take your place and succeed, leaving you with nothing. Think about it. Envy divides your attention. You cannot follow God's purpose and focus on other people at the same time. It divides your attention. Look. All it did was divide their attention. They couldn't see God's salvation plan and God's purpose. All they saw was what others were doing. Envy is exposed in you when someone else is getting used by God or when people begin to have a large following or when someone is getting blessed by God. Envy is closely linked to the lust for praise and the control of the crowds. Secondly, envy hides behind as a deceptive outward appearance of compassion and care for others, where its true motive is self-glorification. I'm going to go through a few stuff. Thirdly, the final destination of envy is to lust for praise, which is driven by bitterness, which demands an action to kill Jesus within you. This is so important. At least the baby agrees. <laughs> this is a strong word, but it's to free your heart. How to, how to detect envy in your heart and others. Now, this is an interesting one. I have a glass of water first. <clears throat> I 
Okay, I'm going to take this series very slow. So how to detect envy in your heart and others. Envy is a form of hatred built upon insecurity and fear. Okay. People with envy who are intimidated, intimidated by you talk bad about you with hopes that others won't find you so appealing. Well, people with envy who are intimidated by you talk bad about you with hopes that others won't find you so appealing. The Pharisees, that's all they've done to Jesus. And that's all they've done to the disciples. You begin to see the traits. I want you to see the traits. Okay, <clears throat> people who operate in envy are usually counting someone else's blessings instead of their own. <laughs> envy ruins friendships, envy ruins character, envy ruins the will of God in your life, envy ruins churches. Unfortunately, the final destination of envy it leads to hell. Why? Because when you operate in envy, you're destroying your uniqueness and denying what Christ can do in your life because envy allows you to focus on others and their belongings, their gifting, and what, and what you don't have. Now listen to this. Envy focuses on what you don't have. Yes? When you focus on what you don't have, you're never content. So someone who says to me, I'm not content in my heart. Unfortunately, envy is their partner. That's causing him to lack contentment in Christ. Because... <laughs> envy... Lust over things it doesn't have. And what they do, they bring envy in the spirit. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, for this. They bring it to the spirit. And unfortunately, there's a wall. There's a wall. Because we can only please God through faith. It's impossible to please Him without faith. I want you to see how subtle envy is. Envy lusts for what it doesn't have. How do I know this? I'll prove it to you. I'm going to go to the last scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4 to 8. Now, this is both for the flesh and the spirit. It's not only for the flesh, it's for the spirit and the flesh, they're both. So for the will of God and for the natural man. Natural belongings, things of the spirit, they're for both. Now please don't close your ears to this message. Please. Because it's the Holy Spirit giving you the way out. He gives you the way out of your troubles. This will trouble you in every way, believe me. Look at this. The whole world is dictated by envy. The whole world today is seduced by envy. 
the God of this world has blinded the mind of the believer. What's the door? Envy. Look, I have also learned why people work so hard to succeed. It's because they envy the things their neighbors have. But it is useless. It is like chasing the wind. They say that we would be fools to fold our hands and let ourselves starve to death. Maybe so, but it is better to have only a little with peace of mind than be busy all the time with both hands trying to catch the wind. <laughs> I love this writer. Because like, I would write like this too. <laughs> I've noticed... <laughs> I have noticed something else in life that is useless. Here is someone who lives alone. He has no son, remember, no brother. Yet he is always working, never satisfied with the wealth he has. For whom is he working so hard and denying himself any pleasure? This is useless too and a miserable way to live. What a miserable way to live? In envy. What does envy do? It works so hard to succeed based on what others are doing. It's for the natural and the spirit, physical things and the spiritual things. It's both. But normally you'll see it in the physical things first. And then it will try to creep into the spiritual life with Christ. <clears throat> okay. Envy rejects your uniqueness in Christ. You have to know this. Because envy is based on what others are doing, it rejects your uniqueness in Christ of what God can do in your heart. Psalms 139, 13 to 16, please. New King James. For you were formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet they were none of them. So envy rejects your uniqueness in Christ. God didn't create you like me. God created you for who you are in Christ. And when you envy, you can't be the person God called you to be. You're always, your eyes, your heart's always outside. You understand? It's very important you know this. Envy has such um, catastrophic, uh, unfortunate things that happen to you. It blocks you from knowing your Savior. Envy. <clears throat> envy is the result in almost every book in the Bible. Satan envied God and got thrown out of heaven. 
Cain envied Abel and it resulted in the first murder, Genesis 4. King Saul, King Saul tried to kill David from envy, 1 Samuel 18. Joseph and his brothers in the Old Testament, Acts chapter 7. Moses and Korah, Numbers 16. Jesus and the religious leaders, Matthew 27. The whole, all the results of murder and the rest of the sins that I'm just going to speak about now was produced because of envy. Envy is destroying the body of Christ today. And I, I tell you something, I always pray, Lord, what is close to you, make it close to me. Make it close to me, Lord. I want to know how you think, make it close to me. Because the most important thing in, in our journey with Christ is that our heart stays protected, producing good fruit, living in purity with Christ all the days of our life. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. My heart's cry and prayer every day, I tell you, as a, as a brother in Christ, is, Lord, what's important, make it to me. Today, these messages, it's not appealing to people. You know why? <laughs> because these things are hidden to man. Paul said the message, it's foolishness to those who are perishing. It's death. But to the ones who are in Christ, it's a sweet aroma because it gives you the opportunity to change. God is based on change. Yes? God is more interested in what's happening inside your heart than anything else. Let me tell you this. But you see these patterns? Envy is a form of hatred built upon security and fear. People with envy who are intimidated by you talk bad about you with hopes that others won't see you appealing. You see, how many of us have done this? I decided by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that, I, that this thing I'm at war with. People who operate in envy, unfortunately, ruin. Now, this is, a, this is a very common one. I didn't read this out yet. I saved it for the end. People who operate in envy, unfortunately, ruin other people's happiness just because they cannot find their own in Christ. You can envy someone else's happiness because you don't have it. And what you do, you steal it from them. You make them miserable. It can be in your family, it can be in your children, it can be husband and wife, it can be in your workplace, it can be your friends. Yeah. Wow, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> Look, people <laughs> who operate envy unfortunately ruin other people's happiness just because they cannot find their own in Christ. Wow. The Holy Spirit done a good job of exposing envy. He does. Thank God that he gave us this teaching so that we can detect it. Because this is in everyday life. I was a victim to that one. Especially when I went through the greatest warfare and challenges in my life. I envied other people's happiness because I was so miserable. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what he done.
of my life. It's so subtle walking with Christ. Can you begin to see now? It's so subtle. How, how the believer faces every war from hell and from the devil and his kingdom. And how we are so spiritually asleep and so spiritually dead, not alive in the presence, we don't detect it, it comes and it destroys. Destroys. Okay. Envy is the result that leads to every sin and it destroys everything and everyone around you. Go to James. Tony preached it last week on Sunday. James 3, 14 to 16. I'll, I'll quote one more scripture and then I'll, I think I'll stop after this. I have much more, but uh, it's enough today. James chapter 3, verse 14 and 16. Can I say something with you? Spending all the time with the Holy Spirit, this is what he's showing me. Can you see what he's trying to, where he's trying to get into? Can you see? The greatest encouragement is to be done away with the devil, done away with sin, done away with the kingdom of darkness. You live the rest of your life free in Christ. Really? This is the way that I see it. To, to, to hate what is evil and to cling to what is good. Hate it. Be at war with it. How can you be at war at something you don't know that's actually consuming you and eating you like a worm? Look at this. But if you, if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, you see how lust for praise, the Pharisees, you see? Self-seeking and envy, it's the two partners. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So you begin to see the ramifications that envy has on a believer. The rest of the, rest of the sins follow you and choke everything inside of you. <clears throat> envy leads to being a hater. Titus chapter 3, verse 3. This is Paul speaking. It says, For we ourselves were also once foolish. Now he's showing you the carnal nature before Christ. Unfortunately, this is part of the carnal nature. The fleshly man, which belongs to the enemy. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful and hating one another. Look what envy does. It allows you to hate one another. You see it? Envy, what allows you to always hate one another, it's from envy. And how can someone hate on another today? I showed you through all those things. You can hurt people with your tongue. 
You can hurt people with your heart. Someone ran away. <laughs> Finally, now this is probably an amazing scripture that I've been meditating on for so long. Envy blocks the blessings of God. First Peter. First Peter, chapter three. I I put the amplified. <clears throat> Look what it says here. Finally, all of you be like minded, united in the spirit, sympathetic, brotherly kindness, cautious and compassionate towards each other as members of one household. And the humble in spirit. Now he's showing you here the attributes and the fruits that destroys envy. But I'm going to speak next week how to destroy envy in your life according to the scriptures. Pretty good. Finally, finally all of you be like-minded, united in spirit, sympathetic, brotherly kind-hearted, uh, brotherly kind-hearted, cautious and compassionate towards each other as members of one household and humble in spirit, and never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Avoid scolding, berating, and any kind of abuse. But on the contrary, give a blessing. Pray for one another's well-being. Now look at what envy cannot do. Look what envy cannot do. Envy cannot pray for another's well-being, contentment, and protection. It cannot, because it's based on self. So one way that I started to begin to destroy evil, Lord Jesus, I bless this person. I come in the presence of the Lord, I bless this person. And I came with an attitude to pray for others. To get every light off me. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who looked at the interests of others rather than himself. This is one little portion of how you begin to destroy envy and how you begin to see of what mind that Christ has to be in you. And look here. Pray for one, pray for another's well-being and contentment. What does envy do? It, it, it produces in your heart to kill that person. What in, in, in a way, in a way inside of your heart, envy rejoices when someone falls. Read the line, read between the lines. Let's say, let's say I'm a man of God and, and I face challenges, unfortunately, and, and I fail. Someone will say, see, I knew that person, something not right about him. Envy is promoting that. Envy, not discernment, envy. I knew there was something fishy about this person. Envy is the cause for this. Envy leads, someone's, envy leads a person to his spiritual death. It, unfortunately, it wishes that he does not go any, for, any more forward than you. Look here. Pray for another's well-being, contentment and protection, for you have been called for this very purpose, that you might inherit a blessing. God called you to inherit a blessing. What blocks it? Envy.
for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing from God that brings well-being, happiness, protection. The one who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good whether apparent or not, must keep his tongue, you see now how you begin to kill someone, from evil and his lips from speaking guile, treachery and deceit. He must turn away from wickedness and do what is right. He must search for peace with God, with self, with others, and pursue it eagerly, actively, not merely desiring it. For the eyes of the Lord are looking favorable upon the righteous, the upright. And his ears are close to your prayer. We have a lot of growing to do. We have a lot, a lot of growing up to do. And his ears are attentive to their prayers, eager to answer. But the face of the Lord is against those who practice envy. <laughs> God wants us to enjoy our life. Don't let Satan destroy you. Don't. It's a trap. Really, it's a trap. You see, all the scriptures are quoted. The whole world is operating envy to succeed and to compare. What does the envy do? Competitive spirit. Remember? You can be competitive in your workplace. You can be competitive from your family, competitive from your friend. You can envy always trying to outdo others in every way. All you're going to do is set yourself up for disaster. Really. So I'm going to stop here. Thank the Lord. And I'll continue next week. The Holy Spirit wants me to speak about how to overcome envy and what are the ways in the scriptures to overcome it. And it's very powerful. You can overcome it and you can be free from it. In Jesus' name, the reason he died was to destroy this work. And you can be free from it. I'll tell you the truth. But you must see it first. When you see it, then you can bring it to Christ and then he can wash you from it. Imagine feeding something that you're blind from and you can't see it. Really, I sit with believers and I'm just waiting for them. Okay, are they going to bring it up or do I bring it up? And they just talk about what they're doing in the Lord and all these things and... And I said, okay, I bring it up. It's destroying so many people today. And I tell you the truth, Jesus wants us to be free from it. How many people here have fallen victim to envy? So bless you all. I love using the Lord. As long as I live in Christ, I tell you the truth. The raw truth. Because I'm sent from God. It's the truth. I care for your heart because it's for eternity. Your heart is eternity. Forever and ever and ever. Your life is with Christ. And when you choose, when you choose to inherit envy, unfortunately, 
it rots everything inside of you and the destination unfortunately when it's left undetected and it's not repented from it's hell and I don't say this to put fear in you but if you continue to harden your heart and leave these things in your life then you're refusing the true meaning of why Jesus died on the cross Jesus died to destroy these works and yes We've all started with traces of envy in our life, yes. But the, the process of the Holy Spirit is to siphon it out of you. Siphon it. Take it out of you. And this is what I'm about. To destroy every part of me that belongs to the devil. So bless you all. And I thank you for listening. It is a very intense message, I know. But I'm here to help you. Okay? If you have been a victim of this and you've operated in this through ignorance, now God, God showed me the, the, the root meaning of envy and it's ignorance. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm not preaching this today. But God showed me the root meaning of envy. It comes from fear, but the, the door is ignorance. St. Paul sinned, and he done all the things he done out of ignorance. And one of those doors, envy. So we have a way out, Jesus on the cross. So if you have been a person that's operating in this, and you're still operating in this today, by the grace of God, we can enter boldly to the throne of Christ, to obtain mercy and help and grace in time of need. From today we can receive mercy by the blood of Jesus. Take this from your heart to him and thank him that, he, that he's beginning to uproot it and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I pray by God's grace that you can be strengthened in this way to live the rest of your life protected from this deadly disease. Amen. Okay, let's pray. In your hearts, in your hearts, the Holy Spirit may take you to flashbacks. He maybe did while, the, while I was preaching. He probably took you to flashbacks of when you have been doing this or you have been doing this or you're still operating in it. Today, you can place it at the feet of Christ where the blood pours and you receive mercy. You receive mercy. Place it at the feet of Christ, at the throne of grace, to receive mercy and help in time of need. Really. So, Father, open your hands to the Lord. The Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Not an ounce of condemnation, not an ounce of guilt, not an ounce of unworthiness, not an ounce of filth. We can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy in time of need. So let's pray boldly with full assurance that Jesus took our place on the cross and has changed our inward nature. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, today, Father, we come to your throne of grace to receive mercy in time of need. Holy Spirit, I welcome you here, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
Lord, I thank you that you take away our hearts of stone and give us your spirit. I pray that your spirit is in our hearts already, but we confess it to you so that we, we can be cleansed from all unrighteousness. We confess envy and we pray by the spirit of grace that we are washed by your precious blood regarding envy over our mind, our conscience and our heart over things that we have done that we cannot remember and over things that we have done and we can remember. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you forgive us by your blood. And I claim it over every person, including myself, that we are forgiven from this deadly disease being envy. We declare... That by your stripes and your wounds that we are healed from this in our hearts. We declare today that we are seated with you in heavenly places. At the right hand of God, so are we. Thank you. That if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know that, that scripture, it says if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. That word is conscience. It says, if your conscience condemns you, God is greater than your hearts. You know why? Because you have the throne of grace. You can come to get washed. Don't hold condemnation. Don't hold guilt. Don't hold unworthiness. Don't play the victim. Come to Christ to get washed. Come to Christ to get washed. And it's settled. Never to be brought up again. Satan will only bring it up, not the devil. Unless you continue to walk in it. That's it. The blood washes you, he forgives you, and remember your sins, no more. That's the power of the blood. Thank you for the blood, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your blood. We apply the blood over our conscience. We apply the blood over our hearts, over our soul and spirit, and our whole being. In Jesus' name, we declare, greater is the one who is in us, than the one who's in the world. We give glory to our Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. I declare it over them, Lord, and I pray today that they are washed. Whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that we are free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We claim it in faith today with full assurance that Jesus has taken our place and redeemed us. Hallelujah. Begin to thank him in your heart. Thank him in your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. This is why he was here for you, to help you. To help you in your weakness. Holy Spirit, help us with overcoming the deepest roots of envy and allowing us to feed the spirit and no longer the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you have done today. I give you all the glory, Lord Jesus, and I pray that your flame may burn in this place more and more, allowing our hearts to be transformed. Amen. Yeah.